Hi, my name's Kaya, and welcome to my podcast, Making the Bed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Making the Bed. I'm so happy that you're here. I want to start off by saying Happy New Year 2024. So crazy. I truly feel like this last year has been the fastest ever, and I feel like that's a general consensus. I don't know. I just feel like it flew by. Literally crazy. I hope you guys all had a really fun holiday season. I was able to come home and Last night was New Year's, and it was fun. We just played games. We set off a few Roman candles, got yelled at by neighbors, you know, the usual. For those of you who don't know, California has really, really strict laws about fireworks, which makes sense, right? We deal with fires like every other week here, so I get it. But also, we weren't shooting off fireworks. They were just like Roman candles, but they were loud, and so, I don't know. People were getting agitated. They started yelling at us. We all like ran inside before the cops came. (laughs) It's literally not even that big of a deal, but made for a fun night. So that was my New Year's. I will say, I, I think I've decided my favorite week of the year is the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I know, I know everyone's been on this train for a while. It's taken me a minute to catch on, but I just love it. I feel like time doesn't exist at all. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's going on. I'm literally just eating all the seized candies in the world and reading a book. That's probably my favorite part about like Christmas through New Year's. I always start a book and like physical copy. I've started reading more this last year, but normally when I don't, I always have this week to like read a good book. And so I've been reading a good one, Crescent City. It's part of the Sarah J. Mass collection. Akatar, Throne of Glass. I haven't read that one yet. That one's next on my list. But right now I'm tackling Crescent City. Oh guys, it's good. It's good. But yeah, I've loved this week. I love New Year's. I love a fresh new start. I hate that it's in the dead middle of winter. Makes no sense to me. I feel like it should be in spring. But if you could guess, today's episode is all about the new year and what we want for the new year, looking back on the past year. I don't know. I've just spent a lot of time this last month, I guess I would say, really reflecting on the past year and everything that's kind of taken place. I know I've talked a lot about on this podcast how I feel like I just do nothing, (laughs) hence why I even started this podcast, because I just felt like I was sitting around doing nothing. While I do think that's true, I also am really starting to see how much I've grown mentally this year and all the things I've really, I don't know if I would use the word overcome, but I've seen all the different aspects that I've really grown in. And I feel like this is the first time I've really looked back on a year and been really, really proud of myself, which is such like a fun new feeling. I've never felt that, you guys. I feel like there's always been some form of self-criticism at the end of the year. Oh, I didn't get to do that. Oh, I didn't lose the weight I wanted to. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I just feel like a lot has happened this last year. I stopped working. That was crazy. 
that was a huge decision that honestly really wrecked me and was really hard to get to that decision, was really hard to hold on to that decision. And I've just expressed how proud I am of the work I create and the career I have. And so to like willingly give that up was a really big challenge. And it was a really big thing to overcome. And looking back on it now, I don't want to get emotional. (laughs) I probably will, but whatever. And really sitting with it, I'm so proud of myself. I, I have a really big memory that stands out when choosing not to work anymore. And it was when I was driving to work one day. I was meeting with a new client, which I was so excited for. It's one of my favorite parts of the job. So driving to work, felt a seizure coming on. So I pulled off the road. I start voice texting people because my eyes have completely gone blurry. So I'm not able to see. So I'm like voice texting people at work being like, hey, my client's supposed to get there. I can't text her. I can't find her info right now to let her know that I'm going to be a little late. Please just let her know I'm on my way. I'm then calling other people. I have a friend come pick me up because I'm like, well, if I have a seizure, I can get it together and still work afterwards. So my friend picks me up, drives me all the way to American Fork. I have a pretty bad seizure on the way there. By the time we're pulling up, I'm kind of coming out of it, but my eyes are not coming back too which happens, right? It takes a minute for my eyes to kind of come back to, then takes me a minute to regain full body function and then also the ability to talk. And so I just kept thinking, if I can just get my eyes and my body to work, I can do her hair. I don't have to talk to her. I'll be fine. Which looking in hindsight, what kind of experience is that? Not very professional, but I was just so like, I can do this and I need to do this. Like it's almost like my last straw kind of thing. But my eyes, my speech came back, but my eyes didn't. And so I just sat there with my eyes completely crossed, blurry, not able to regain normalcy. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't able to go back to normal. And I, my client was there. I wasn't even able to go inside because my body still wasn't working very well. And it was in that moment I just kind of had to let control and be like, you know what? This appointment isn't happening today and I need to go home because I was wrecked. And so I just, again, voice texted and told my salon, please tell her I'm so sorry. I'll text her in a few hours when I come to. And I remember my friend just turned around and I just bawled the whole way home. Still not being able to see or really move my body. And it was just one of those moments where I felt like I just completely like succumbed to the situation of what was happening, where I just felt like I completely lost control of anything that had to do with my career. And I know it's just like one instance, but I think that was like the final straw because I had had so many other experiences at work with clients um, with my body giving out on me that that one was just... I felt so helpless and just so devastated and I think it just broke my heart in a way that no matter how hard I tried, I wasn't able to do hair that day and I think it's more than just hair, right? I wasn't able to do the thing that provided financially for myself, that gave me independence, that gave me fulfillment and I think that cry home, I just kind of accepted 
that this is what was going on in my life and that it was just a little too hard to try to keep up with clients when my body was just giving out on me and then I just felt like it kind of turned into something unprofessional for my business at least. I didn't want to be canceling on people so last minute, especially new clients who didn't really know what was going on. And that's what really led to me deciding to not work. (laughs) And I kind of talk about it lightly, but it was not a decision that was made lightly. And since that memory, I guess experience, whatever you want to call it, I feel like I've worked really, really hard to not beat myself up over it. And I feel like I've, I've found some peace with that. I know that it wasn't because I wasn't motivated enough or that I was too lazy, but truly because I'm just at a place right now in life where my body will not allow me to do what I want to do. And that is okay. That experience, I feel like I felt multiple times this year and have worked really, really hard to get through it in a positive sense and come out on the other side. And I feel like I have. I truthfully have no shame anymore in telling people that I don't work right now, (laughs) which saying that out loud, I like still hear hear those little voices being like, Vakaya, like that's so stupid. Like work, be a functioning member of society. But I don't because I've just accepted the fact that it's just a phase in my life. And if people want to judge me for it, that's fine. They don't know how hard I fought to keep working and how hard of a decision it was for me to walk away. And they don't understand that that's okay. It's not my issue to to think about. But saying even that out loud is just huge for me. And I am so proud of myself for that. Like so proud. That was a really heavy one to start with. (laughs) I was just going to read off a list of things that had happened this year. And I just kind of went on a tangent with that one. But but I'm telling you, me reflecting on the things that have happened this last year, I really see the process so clearly of me like walking through each stage and it's just really rewarding to see how my mindset has shifted through those changes. Anyways, something else that's happened this year on a lighter note. (laughs) Not really. I had a pretty serious relationship end, which is always just so fun and really good for the heart. Not... Um, but that's been really interesting, really struggling with losing a pretty big support system in my life. And it was a really big part of my year. And so it's kind of made this year just seem very heavy. I don't know. I don't really want to talk too much about it. Next. I also really worked on reconnecting with my family. My family and I have a really good relationship, but sometimes we struggle. I think all families do. And so this year wasn't, I wasn't really intending on like working really hard on my relationship with my family. It just kind of happened. But we were able to have some really hard conversations that I feel like brought us up to a higher level of understanding for each other. And doesn't mean those conversations are easy or fun. They still sucked. (laughs) And we all cried. (laughs) And am I saying too much? I feel like I might be. But I just feel like, again, one of those things I'm really proud of, like we made it to the other side. Um, I also started this podcast, seven episodes strong. So proud of myself. I don't know. I am. I'm proud that I found another creative outlet to do within my means. 
and I love that I did something for me that I wanted to do. Next. (laughs) This past year, I also really had to cope with what it looked like having a seizure like one to two times a week emotionally because I tend to fall apart afterwards. I kind of go into like this emotional spiral, but I've worked really hard this last year to really rein in those thoughts and feelings. And while I still feel like I have those moments every now and then, I don't have them as much. (laughs) And I will take that as a win. I mean, with all that being said, went to therapy for this whole year now. And I'm really proud of myself. Therapy is really hard. I think it's been really necessary with what I've been going through. It's just been a lot mentally. And so looking back, I'm really grateful that I stuck it out and kind of kept going with it. And I just feel like if there's one phrase to like sum up this last year, it's that I feel like I really just pushed through the hard times. And what's interesting saying that out loud is during this year, I never once felt that. I felt like I was failing. I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I felt like I wasn't being strong enough. I was too weak. And so it's really cool to kind of be on the end of this year and look back and be like, oh, no, like you got through it and you got through it well. And not only did you do like the best you could, but you also kicked ass. Like, And I kind of feel that way. I really do. And I feel like nervous saying that to be like a little pat on my back. But I did. I got through all my hardest days. (laughs) And I know we all do, but I'm just going to take this moment and take this as a win for me. Okay. This was my first full year of having seizures, right? I would call it like a blackout year. The whole entire year I've had it. The year before that, it started at the end of January. So I feel like this has been like my first full year of just living with this undiagnosed problem, debilitating experience. (laughs) What do I call this? I don't even know. It's so frustrating. But for it to be a blackout year of just like, complete unknown. It feels weird to say, but I just feel a sense of accomplishment. It's been a really long year and sometimes we just got to take the little victories we can see. And right now I'm seeing that we made it through. (laughs) And like I talked about, I just feel like a lot of reflection has happened. I feel like a lot of changes mentally have taken place. I feel like a completely different person than last year. And with that, I'm hoping to kind of ride this wave into this new year and also just kind of set some goals. So cliche, but like I said, I love a good fresh start. There's actually this trend on TikTok right now talking about the ins and outs of 2024. And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of like make our own little list of ins and outs, the things we're wanting for 2024 and the things we're kind of done with in 2024. So my ends, number one, can guess it, talking positively about myself. (laughs) Like I said, we're just going to ride this wave. And while I know it won't happen all the time, I feel like trying to do it more often than not helps us just be a little bit better. So I'm a big fan of that one. Also on my end list, does that sound weird? On my list titled ends, (laughs) things that are in for 2024. Anyways, dreaming of things I can accomplish. I feel like with this last year, being in that mindset of having to kind of like let go of things, I also let go of my ability to dream of what I can do and what I could accomplish. And I 
don't know. I feel like my whole life I've just been a really big dreamer of like all the things I want to do, all the businesses I want to own. I always have a side hustle in my mind that I would love to get up and going. And this last year really just kind of stripped me of any of that imagination just because I was having to deal with the ability of my body so head on, right? That I just was like, there's no point in even dreaming about that kind of stuff because it's just too painful, honestly, to have to admit like, I just can't do that right now. But I feel like we've gotten to a point where I want to allow myself to start dreaming again and being like, you know what? This is just a phase in my life. It is a phase. And... I will be able to do those things again one day. And so why not dream of my next side hustle or how I want to improve my career as a hairstylist when I get back and really changing those words from like if to when. So that is on my end list. (laughs) Another thing, more reading slash audible. I am over doom scrolling to just pass time. I feel like I kind of had to do that this year just to get through my days and I'm not hating on myself for it. It was a coping mechanism for sure, but I'm just over it. Hurts my head too much. Feel like it's pointless. It's never ending, but I'm just kind of done with it. I've had a few friends this last year like delete TikTok and I always was just like, oh, why? I have so many good TikToks I want to send you, but now I get it and I think I'm just ready. I'm ready to just kind of walk away from it and replacing that would be reading, right? I have this huge new series I can start reading, Throne of Glass. It's like eight books long. Each book is like hundreds of pages, so I kind of have my work cut out for me. But also Audible, big fan of Audible. It's books on tape, essentially, and I love it because I don't have to use my eyes. So if my eyes are really hurting, I can just play it on my phone and listen to it, and it's I'm not just sitting in silence, which I do a lot as well when my head hurts. So big fan. It's going to be a big part of my year. (laughs) I'm manifesting it. Also, patience. Patience with myself, patience with others. I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but I would love for patience to be a word that people use to describe me. Be like, oh my gosh, she's so patient. (laughs) Next one, the nobody cares mindset. I was watching Schitt's Creek with Darby the other day and the episode was on where David is taking a driving lesson and he's just so nervous, so anxious about it because he's like, I don't want to look stupid. And his sister Alexis is like, David, nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. Just take your test. You're fine. You could see him just being like, no, everyone cares, Alexis. Everyone, okay? If I fail this, I'm going to look like a loser. So he doesn't like believe her. And then he goes to his test and he's like stressing and he looks over at the guy and the guy is just on his phone. And he's like, do you do you care if I pass or fail? And the guy's like, honestly, no. This is like my eighth appointment of the day. Like, I don't care. And you could just see like this wave of anxiety just fall off David. He's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And he passes the test and he comes back and him and Alexis have like this cute little sibling moment where you could see that she like helped him. But little did they know that they helped me too. Because I struggle with that so much just in thinking that everyone is so like not judgmental of me but just like critiquing everything I do. I get so worried about like how I'm presenting myself, how I'm coming off, like I talked about in my confidence episode. (laughs) And so I'm really just going to try to adopt the mindset that nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I'm just going to do what I want. And then my last thing on my end list is cooking. I have been talking about taking a cooking class for two years now, and I'm going to do it. 
I would love for that to be in like my skill set of being able to throw together a really good meal. And I just don't necessarily like have all the confidence in the world for that just yet. (laughs) And so I would love to go to a cooking class or like a cutting class where they teach you like how to cut things up properly. I don't know. Does this sound stupid? I feel like I'm not like in that in the kitchen. Like I know what I'm doing. I just want to be better and more efficient at it. Does that make sense? So that's my in. That's my in list for 2024. My outs for 2024. TikTok. I already talked about this. Next one, staying angry. I'm over that. We're going to work on patience (laughs) and trying to like master that part of my mind and that part of my emotion because right now I get angry really fast and I don't like that part about myself. And so we are going to get better at it. (laughs) Next one, complaining. You know, this is something that's really interesting because what am I doing right now on this podcast? Essentially, I'm complaining, right? I love complaining. Unfortunately, I feel like it's a pretty big personality trait of mine. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it out loud, but I really do. So when I say complaining, I don't mean like all the time I'm never going to complain ever again because I do think complaining is kind of healthy, lets us vent, get it out. But I just don't want every little thing I say to be a complaint and I don't want my thought process to be run by it or my conversation with friends to be run by me complaining. Yeah, I'm just over it. Okay, next. Pre-workout drinks are out. Yep. I saw this thing where they talk about how pre-workout drinks, like the energy drinks, can cause acne. And I have been breaking out like crazy. I started breaking out right when I started to have pre-workout drinks, like the energy drinks, instead of like the pre-workout mix. And so they were saying that energy drinks can cause acne. So those are officially on my out list because if you know me, I will do anything and everything to avoid acne. Oh, and I just feel like I, like I said, I'm breaking out, so I'm over it. <laughs> um, Next one, guilt and shame. Those are out. I think that kind of has to play a part in talking more positively about myself. I really don't want to like associate guilt and shame with myself at all. And so those are on my out list. And then my number one on my out list for 2024 is people pleasing. I know it's a phrase that's used a lot. And sometimes I feel like it's overused a little bit. But it is something I struggle with so much. And I feel like, especially within like the last two months, I finally have seen the way it's affected my life negatively. Where before I wouldn't mind the outcomes of people pleasing because... At least the other person is happy or at least it benefits. I don't know how to explain it because I just feel like it's so integrated into my life and like literally every choice I've ever made ever. But I don't mind giving if it means it helps someone else, right? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I didn't mind giving when it hurt me or when it affected me negatively or caused more harm, you know? And so I feel like in the last two months, I've really recognized how people-pleasing affects my peace and doesn't help me to move forward in life and with who I want to become and what I need to be who I want to be. And so we are going to try our hardest to leave it in 2023. I know it'll be a process. I'm sure it'll be one of those like up and down moments that'll probably take more than a year to officially overcome, but I'm ready to start on that journey. 
I'm ready. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I saw this quote this year that really just like hit me hard. And I was like, if there's anything that describes my life, I feel like it's this. And it's from David Foster Wallace. And it says, everything I've ever let go of has claw marks on it. I like get the chills just reading it now because that is me. I feel like anything I've ever had to let go of, I have clung on to until the last second. Even if it has been the most unhealthiest thing for me, I have not wanted to let it go. I think even just that story I told earlier about work, I feel like that's a perfect description of how I viewed work. Like I did not want to let it go when it kind of needed to. But I just feel like that on everything. I I try to fix and change everything in me for a different outcome. And like I said with the people pleasing, I just feel like I am realizing how draining that is. And I'm ready to like let it go. And so when I think of a word that I want for 2024 to kind of latch onto, I would love for it to be acceptance. I want to be able to accept what's going on in the situation around me, recognize when there's nothing else I can do to fix or change the outcome of that situation and move forward. I'm ready for it. I am like desperate for that feeling. (laughs) I think a big part of that too is really sitting with the uncomfortable feeling that comes with acceptance. I am not very good at that. I'm not good with sitting through the pain and kind of seeing eye to eye with it and being like, why are you here? I'd rather have like a distraction or try to do any other thing in my capability to get around that uncomfortable feeling rather than just like face it head on. And I mean, I keep saying it, but I just keep seeing how draining that is. And if I'm going to get through something hard, I might as well come out on the other end of it in a positive sense rather than being back to square one and not actually having faced the original problem in the first place. And so when it comes to like relationships and health and the way I view myself, I just would love to have more acceptance. Sounds vague. I don't really know how to put it into words just yet. When I do, I will let you know, (laughs) but it's just this idea I have in my mind of what I would like this next year to look like for me, and I am just going to grab onto any any sort of thought I can around that idea until I can form it into something real. And so, because of that, I'll just latch on to the word acceptance. I'm ready to see where this new year takes me with that mindset. Um, There's this song. I have been listening to a lot these last, I would say like the last two months. That perfectly explains my feelings going into this next new year. Some background, I guess, before I explain the song. My medication stopped working um, and it's brought some really rough seizures back into my life and very painful, very painful seizures. And with that has come It's just such an interesting like feeling of like hope of like, oh, this medication could be working. And then when that hope is like ripped away, it's just kind of these feelings of like, what am I doing? I keep trying all these things and nothing's working. Then you start to spiral and you just think nothing's going to work. I'm going to be like this forever. It's just really easy to kind of go into that spiral. And like I had talked about earlier about, um, oh, getting through seizures emotionally 
this is like what I'm talking about because it's really hard coming out of one and just not feeling like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just such a weird feeling, not being in control of your body and then you come out of a seizure that's painful and your body doesn't work right for a while afterwards and just messes with you. And it's really hard because in those moments it just feels so dark And so to kind of end my year on that note of having my seizures look like that again, it's just such a really interesting give and take, right? Of being like, I'm so proud of myself for mentally getting through this year. And then being like, but also my seizures are the worst they've ever been. And I have no control over my body. And (laughs) it's just such a weird give and take. But, um, But side note, I also feel like that's where the growth comes in too, though, in the sense that I can feel so sad about what's going on with my body right now and still feel so proud of how far I've come mentally and emotionally. And that is a win for me because last year I wouldn't have been able to do that. I feel like it all just would have been sad and like nothing mattered because I can't get this one thing to be perfect. Anyways, so it's been a really interesting way to end my year and I don't want to cry about it too much. So I went and saw the new Hunger Games movie. So good. And there's this song in it that this is kind of a spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the new movie and you want to, don't listen. Listen, but don't hold me accountable for it, (laughs) for spoiling it for you. But there's this song and Lucy Gray sings it and it's called The Old There Before. And it's when she is in the arena and she's essentially one right? Everyone else is dead, but these snakes are still coming towards her and she knows they're poisonous. And so they're essentially coming to kill her. And she sings this song that is just, I think probably one of the most powerful parts of the movie, but it has taken on something really personal now for me. I don't know why I'm so emotional right now, but it has, it's taken on a really personal meaning for me now. Um, But she has this song and it's cool because even in the movie, she says like, I don't sing when I'm told. I only sing when I want to sing. So this song essentially is her wanting to sing one last song. And oh, I just love it. She sings, headed for heaven, the sweet old hereafter. And I've got one foot in the door. But before I can fly up, I've loosened to tie up right here in the old there before which I know it's kind of weird language so I'll just simplify it but she's just like looking at death right in the eye and she's got one foot in the door but she's just gonna tie up one little rope to the life right now she says and I'll catch you up when I've emptied my cup when I've worn out my friends when I've burned out both ends When I've cried all my tears, and when I've conquered my fears, right here in the old there before, when nothing is left anymore, and I'll bring the news when I've danced off my shoes, when my body's closed down, when my boats run aground, when I've tallied the score, and I'm flat on the floor, right here in the old there before. When nothing is left anymore. When I'm pure like a dove. When I've learned how to love. 
right here in the old there before when nothing is left anymore. Gosh, I just like cried my way through that. <laughs> but I, I feel this song so much. I know I'm not looking death in the eye. I know I, I'm nowhere close to that. But sometimes I feel like I have one foot in this life of just nothing. And it feels really easy to kind of want to give in to that feeling of nothing. That I have nothing going for me. That I just cry all the time. That I'm just sad about my body all the time. But when she talks about how she's like, I'm not going until I live my life. And I love that. I love the line. When I've cried all my tears. Because I'm like, I feel like I just cry all the time. But I'm not ready. I'm not ready to just kind of like give up. I would much rather cry all the tears I'm going to cry in the future than like give up this moment right now. And, oh, I just love it when she says, when I've conquered my fears. I want to conquer this. I want to conquer this fear I have of what my life is going to look like. <laughs> I love the line too where she's like when my body's closed down and I'm flat on the floor like I just love that imagery of being like I don't care if this takes everything from me like I'm gonna keep fighting until I'm literally flat on the floor like will keep picking myself up no matter how painful my seizure is no matter how much it knocks me down mentally in the way I view myself, I will keep getting back up until I have lived the life I want to live. Like, this is not the end for me. I still have a life to live and I will live it. And I'm excited to see what lies ahead for me, especially in this new year. So, I hope you guys enjoy that sad girl song of the week, or essentially the year. Let's be real. I'm sorry I was just kind of like a weeping mess through that, but I feel like this year has been very healing for me. And what I've realized about like a healing journey is it is not linear. It is not always uphill. And I think accepting that has been really freeing as well. And especially looking back at this past year for each one of us to see our ups and downs and everything that's taken place this year and still be able to see how we have grown and how we have gotten through every single one of our hard days. And I'm so proud of us. Look at us, you know, making our own bed. <laughs> but I want to just say thank you guys so much for listening today. It's kind of been a all over the place episode, but I feel like that's how this last year was. I'm so excited to go into this next new year with my ins and out list. And so I think the goal for this next week should be putting together your own ins and out list. What do you want for this year? What do you want to get rid of and leave behind in 2023? I think it's really fun to put it down on paper and to kind of keep it short and sweet. And I think it'll help us kind of pave the path we want to make for this new year. I love you guys so much. I'm so glad that we're doing this together. So thanks for making the bed with me today. Love you guys. See you next week. Uh -huh.